What's up, guys? Max, you're back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you're all doing well. What's up to everybody listening on the podcast? Thank you guys for continuing to tune in day after day. Hopefully, we can get you on the live show sometimes, 1800 Pacific Standard Time, if you don't know. Larry D, first in the house. What's up, Harry Line Pie? Corporal, veteran influencers in the house who has a great channel. Go check that out. Tiffany, Game Hopes. What's up, MC? Everybody's in here today. Eviana Phantom. We've got, who else do we got in here? We've got Eric S., We've got Mark Sea Wild Earth. Who's got a gr- Mark? What? Plug your new channel, uh, the one where you're telling the mysterious stories. It's so good. It's so good. You guys got to check that out. Uh, yeah, and everybody in here, I have some incredible stuff for you today. It's going to be such a fun episode. Harry Line Pie, get the train going early with a two dollars super chat. Unbelievable. I am telling you guys, today is going to be an amazing episode. Thank you, Harry Line Pie. H now, what's up? Right off the bat. Right off the jump, we have a story that is going to, I hope for you guys, make your day the way that it made my day. It, it's really going to be awesome. I mean, it's a follow-up on yesterday. It's going to be our about yesterday. It is just going to be totally badass. Um, thanks for the shout-out. You got it. No problem. Anytime. It's great to see you all in here. Um, if you guys did not see it, I posted my setup video. I posted my setup video, the desk setup, the desk tour, how I run this channel. I put, that was a lot of work. I hope you guys enjoy it. I did, I did try to do my best to make it as entertaining and as informative as possible without getting too into the nitty gritty of how all of this works. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it and check it out. If there's some other specific stuff you want to know about how some of this gear works, let me know. MC, $1.99 Super Chat. I can't believe him. My mind is blown. Can you just feel it? Can you feel the vibe today is just going to be like an awesome episode? Do you guys feel that? Do you guys see the uh, United States Navy flag behind me? I had to hang that up to spruce this place up a little bit. I had to put the Navy flag up to uh, change the background a little bit. We'll figure out if that's where it's going to stay or if we're going to move some stuff around. I'm going to continue to kind of work on the background here, but you guys now know the magic of how this desk functions for me. So when you're watching me hitting the buttons, doing the things, doing all the things, you kind of have a better idea of what it is that I'm doing. Thank you, Harry Lime Pie, and thank you, MC. That's amazing. That's got me motivated. It's hump day out here in Okinawa. It's Wednesday, and I was feeling excited before we started the show, but now I'm really, really excited. The flip side, the flip side, that's right. Sea Wild Earth, my buddy out here in Okinawa, has a new YouTube channel called The Flip Side, stories about true crime, cold cases, paranormal, and unexplained events, and he just has the best storytelling mood. Like when he tells a story, he just is phenomenal at it. He does his research. He's got a great voice for it. He's got a great on-camera persona. So go check that out. If you guys like cool stories, long format, kind of learning about the mysterious, dark, you know, (laughs) out of this world history of the world, if that made any sense, then go check out the flip side by my buddy Mark. It's totally awesome. Scotty, what's up? Great to see you in the chat again. I'm beginning to think Max dyes his hair. What? Dyes my hair? I would never. I would never. Trust me, there's enough gray on the sides here to uh, to prove you wrong. If I go to- if I was ever to go totally gray, I would just embrace it completely. I would embrace it completely. But I'm not. I'm still rocking a full, thick mane. When I go to the hair cutters, they're like, we're going to need to get some sharper scissors. We just can't cut through this. You know what I'm saying? I go over there. They go, oh, here's Max. Get the sharper scissors you got. We got to cut his hair. Something like that. It's like just basically how it goes. All right, enough about me. This show's about you guys, about giving you guys the best entertaining military news stories and interviews possible, and I've got that today. So I've got to hit you guys with the about yesterday because today's about yesterday is amazing. Amazing. Oh, my God, Justin Rice. Justin in the chat, the first ever patron with a $4.99 super chat. This is insane, you guys. This is crazy. There, I'm looking at three super chats on the screen in the same area of the chat. This is uh, remarkable. I love this. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Justin. I I promise that we'll go straight to the GoPro 10 as soon as uh, we get that out here in Okinawa. You know we're behind by a a few days in Okinawa, but it's time to upgrade that GoPro, and that's going to go right towards that. I mean, you guys know I love my tech. If you saw the the, the setup video that I posted this morning, well, this morning, my time would have been this afternoon, your time if you're back in the United States. All right. Justin, MC, Harry Line Pie, thank you for getting this show started off in the most motivating, kind of unbelievable way possible. Let's get into today's story, which is totally epic. Today's first story. It is also 
as the about yesterday story. We're going to combine those two. So check this out. The Marines answered my prayer. Woman rescued from flood near Arlington National Cemetery reunites with the Marine heroes. We're going to learn a little bit more about these folks. Let's check this out. So I've got the video here, and we are actually going to see the woman rescued from the flood that we talked about and the Marines who saved her. So let's watch this video. I think the ad might have to play first. Let's just see if that uh, if we need to get through the ad. Let's see. Yep, there's always an ad. There's always an ad. Damn, ad. Damn these ads. All right, let's go. Let's get into it. It was during the deluge Thursday so when awesome. Virginia said a prayer for help, and the Marines showed up 45 seconds later. We figured it'd be a good idea to just lend a helping hand and uh, help out our fellow Americans. If anybody is able to wow. help them, it's going to be us, because um, you got six, six foot tall, 230, 240 pound guys. Corporal Mitchell Weidowitz and Corporal Jerry Tosner are both Marine Corps body bearers, an elite unit performing funeral services at Arlington National Cemetery. So I wanted to expand upon this whole funeral detail thing. A lot of people, you guys might not realize what that funeral detail is. Like, why do we need an entire funeral detail? Why do we need all these people whose whole job it is, is to conduct these funerals? Well, they get requests to do funerals from people all the time, including veterans. So when veterans need to be laid to rest, especially at Arlington, maybe the, maybe the largest national cemetery for military that exists, and you've got people who need to do this job, people who need to carry the body, who need to execute the funeral detail for these veterans. And that's what funeral detail is. It's not just for active duty service members who were killed in training or combat. It's for anybody within the military scope who's getting funeral services, funeral honors, the funeral detail crew, the honor guard there, they do that job. So it's a very, very big job. It's a very big responsibility. The people who go do that job take it very seriously. So bravo Zulu to these guys for doing that hard work and dealing with like sad, emotional circumstances on a daily basis. It's pretty heavy stuff. Put it in neutral. Yes. Put it in neutral it's neutral. First. Thank you so much. Virginia Waller-Torres recorded the whole thing. It went viral on TikTok and after a little Marine power set her free. <laughs> Marine power set her free. I mean, come on. Can't be mad at that. <laughs> A reunion with high fives and two hugs. How are you? It's just about doing the right thing when, when no one's looking. What the Marines didn't know is that Virginia's grandfather is a World War II vet buried in Arlington. Her father is a Navy vet from the Gulf War. She was born in the Panama Canal Zone, and her father was overcome by her rescue. And he called me back, and he started crying because it was so emotional for him. It was for Virginia, too. I can't explain the words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Yeah, this should also be what's expected of just humanity in general. Um, this shouldn't be an outlier case. And if people just reciprocate that and uh, do good on others, um, I think I think our, our country's heading in a good direction. Mike. So good for those guys. There's your about yesterday. Good for those guys. I know... Uh, I mean, I, should, I, I don't even know if I should say it. I'll just say it. She'll probably end up marrying one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? I have a feeling maybe some romance in the air. Would you guys feel it? Did you guys feel the possibility of some romance in the air? You know, I don't know. I, I couldn't see a ring on the finger or anything like that. I feel like uh, there's some, some coffee afterwards, some beers. Who knows? Who knows? Wouldn't it be incredible to have that turn into a a love story of sorts, a marine love story. I think that that could be a very real possibility out there. So good for those guys, good for those guys. They were able to save that lady, get her out of the water, get her out of the uh, flood waters there. Her name's Virginia, she lives in Virginia. It's just a perfect story, just a perfect story. There was a ring on one of those dudes. I was deeply disappointed to discover this. <laughs> well, there was like seven, seven, a bus full of dudes. So, you know, who knows? Who knows which one of them could hook up that date later? Um, uh, let me know what you guys think. I was hesitant to say it. I, I, I just, I just, I felt it. I felt it in the air. So it's a very real possibility, I think. What's going on in the chat here? We got, uh, let's see, God bless our Marines. Poor Marines got their uniforms wet. Oh, yeah, you guys know that they're paying those laundry bills. Let's see, body bears. Damn, the commanding officer submitted their names for the CMH. Nice. Uh, well, we'll see how far that goes. Respect. The family expected a deluge, but they didn't expect a deluge with the Marines. A friend of mine just graduated from Honor Guard. Nice, Eviana. That's awesome. 
They aren't just Marines, they're bros. Nice. Those guys made a good point. Thick Marines, smoochy smooch, sounds like a plot for Max's next bestseller book. I got to get through the first one first. I would marry one of those guys, not bad looking, Tiffany says. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Like I said, like I said when we covered this story originally, those guys are going to be using that video, you know, out at the bar, out on Tinder. That's going to be their Tinder, Tinder profile pic. Like, I was number three in this uh, vehicle rescue thing that you guys have been hearing about on the news. I like that he said, it's what you do when no one's watching. That is very true. Max makes erotica about those Marines in Virginia. This man, I donate 100K to it. Nuggets, if you had 100K, if I thought you really had 100K, I would write you that book. No problem. But uh, I would have to make it into an anime for you, Nuggets, according to uh, the chat here. So shout out to Nuggets in the chat who's uh, getting ready to graduate high school, go to college, and become a Marine. And shout out to, while we're on that topic, shout out to Rambo, too. Shout out to Rambo, who is going into week seven of boot camp. So we've got Rambo in week seven of boot camp, which means he's over the hump. He himself is over halfway done with Marine Corps boot camp. And I can't wait. To, like I said, guys, he's just going to pop up in the chat one day. Yo, what's up, everybody? He's just going to be here, and it's going to be awesome. Max was in my Tinder profile. That's right. Scotty was in my Tinder profile. We had a... Uh, we had a shared, like I tell, I tell you guys, I met my wife on Tinder. Scotty was in my Tinder profile. I have not heard from Rambo, but he is, uh, he is out there probably crushing it, I assume. I assume crushing it. I mean, just knowing him from uh, talking to him on YouTube here, he seems like he would be crushing it. So this next story, man, you guys, I have some crazy stuff for you guys today. I have some crazy stuff. We have one story today that is insane. I mean... Well, we're going to have to spend a while talking about it to figure this whole thing out. But this next one, this next one is uh, something that's important to me. You know, I've talked to you guys about it on the show before. This is one that's important to me because I just, I have a bleeding heart, you know? I'm an emotional guy. I have a bleeding heart. I'm an emotional guy. I, um, I've got to share this with you because I'm happy to hear it. For so many people, this caused so much harm and I think it was really the wrong move for forever, for as long as it was the case. Just like at one point in time, we had segregated military with, you know, people of color and, and uh, Caucasian people. And then until only 10 years ago, we had this. Discharged LGBTQ veterans now eligible for benefits, eligible for benefits under new guidance issued by the VA. It's about time for all these years People kicked out because of LGBT associations had no VA benefits eligibility. So it's time to fix that, if you ask me. We've got uh, veterans who were kicked out of the military under don't ask, don't tell policy of the 1990s and 2000s will now be eligible for government benefits, the Department of Veteran Affairs announced Monday. So people have been missing out on their VA health care, their VA disability, their home loans, their college benefits. Because they were kicked out like they should be shamed, like they're criminals because they were homosexual. And I think that that's really gross. You know, I think when we look back on that, we could probably all agree that that's a shameful thing to do. And that's why I always tell you guys, what now is going to be the, what now is going to be the don't ask, don't tell in 10 to 20 years? Okay. What now, what now is happening like, so, for example, with transgender troops, is that going to be the way that we look at don't ask, don't tell as just this huge mistake that hurt so many people that caused so much harm to so many people? Don't ask, don't tell forced 14,000 service members out of the military during the 17 years that the policy was in place. Those troops were given other than honorable or OTH discharges, making them ineligible for many VA benefits, including health care, disability, home loans and burial. Could you imagine you are in the military, you deploy in the Gulf War, you deploy in the beginning of the uh, Iraq-Afghanistan war on terror, you are wounded in combat, and then somebody finds out that you're gay, and you get kicked out, you lose all your benefits, and you're basically looked at as like a common petty criminal, uh, just a, a, a shame on society. That's what was happening to people. And they were being, t and I, and I, believe because of what I've seen myself and when I first joined the Navy that people had to live in fear because they were worried they would be targeted by certain prejudicial individuals who would go out, seek them out to get them kicked out. It's horrible. 
VA adjudicators who decide whether to approve veterans' claims for VA benefits will no longer consider veterans ineligible because of their discharges for sexual orientation or gender identity. The department will award a veteran his or her benefits unless the person's military record shows another reason that he or she doesn't qualify. So that's good, too. It should be that way. It should be that way. If somebody did something, you know, if somebody was kicked out because they were a drug user or because they were a thief, and as a side note, they were gay, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't get away with all of their terrible things that they did. So it's a very reasonable policy that they're making a change to here. Although the VA recognizes that the trauma caused by the military's decades-long policy of discrimination against LGBTQ people cannot be undone in a few short months, the Biden administration and Secretary McDonough are taking the steps necessary to begin addressing the pain that such policies have created. That's awesome. That's coming from Kayla Williams, the VA's Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs. The announcement was made as part of the 10th anniversary of the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Don't forget, that was only 10 years ago. That's a very modern thing. In a statement Monday, President Joe Biden described the policy as a great injustice that ex excluded many veterans. In addition to the 14,000 individuals removed from service under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, advocates believe thousands more veterans were kicked out of the military for their sexual orientation before and after the policy was in place. That could be, I don't know how to quantify that based on what information, but I, could, I certainly wouldn't argue that that probably happened. Let's see, it says here, veterans separated because of their sexual orientation can seek an upgrade to their discharge status. However, the process can take years to complete and many veterans don't pursue it. <clears throat> so sometimes they can repeal a problem, but may, they make it so difficult to get your record fixed that it's just not worth it anyway. If you put enough barriers in place, it's still impossible to do. So, you know, that's one other way to... Um, create these roadblocks for people that you're prejudiced against. They just make the system so difficult to navigate. It says here, given that large numbers of LGBTQ plus veterans who were affected by previous homophobic and transphobic policies have not applied for a discharge upgrade due to the perception that the process could be onerous, we are hopeful that this policy statement encourages more of them to contact the VA to determine their eligibility for care and services. So if you or someone you know has been affected by this uh, don't ask, don't tell policy, like you were kicked out, you faced discrimination in the military and you have not been earning or receiving your VA benefits as a result, I would encourage you to go ahead and take a look and see if you can make that happen. I would, uh, I would, you know, write the VA, call the VA helpline and see if you now can get all of that stuff because you could easily be talking about hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in benefits. If you start adding up a VA home loan and the money you can save on that, then you take into consideration VA healthcare. Let's say you need to get surgery and you get it through the VA. Then you get disability. Let's say you might have been eligible for 60, 70, 80% disability, and you add all that up over a lifetime, you're easily looking at a million dollars, no problem. So I really hope that everyone goes out there and gets their, uh, their benefits. Like I'm always telling you, you gotta get your benefits. All right, so that's good news. That's a happy story. We've got some less happy stories coming up, so just wanted to get you guys something good. What's going on in the chat here? We've got, let's see, I'm gonna put Max on my resume for a local job in town. There you go. Let's see, Scotty bragging on his wife, which she's very, uh, very good person to brag on for sure. Let's see, let's see. Any questions in here? Let me see the chat. I have a classmate who's female, said I have a girlfriend even though she had a boyfriend. Mm, I don't understand the comment. Discharge while gay is saying that Rodney King was arrested for driving while black. Rainbow flags will not be flown on military bases for Gay Pride Month, Pentagon says. Uh, that's because... Uh, that's because, Ica, that there was a, in the heat of the, let's rename the bases named after Confederate soldiers battle, there was also the, uh, the press, the attack on the Confederate flag, right? So there was obviously this big public press to remove Confederate flags from display, from public places, from even from people's yards, people's own private ability to fly the Confederate flag. Well, when... And we covered this on the show. And if you've been an OG listener, you might recall this. I might trigger a memory here. When the government passed the law that said you can no longer fly Confederate flags on bases, they also made it in that same law, kind of the unintended consequence, is that it's illegal to fly LGBT flags, sports teams flags, any other flag. You're only authorized to fly flags on base that are listed specifically explicitly in the law that was passed. So yes, you cannot fly an LG. So now 
Here's how stupid this is, right? Ika, you're not stupid, but here's how stupid this is. Mark my words, okay? I'm never wrong. You guys know I'm never wrong. So mark my words here. Gay Pride Month, LGBTQ plus Pride Month next year, there will be an outcry that veterans are not allowed to fly their, LG, their, their pride flags on base. And that is going to be the single dumbest argument that you will ever have heard because the cause of that is was the press to prevent the flying of the Confederate flag and other offensive flags. So mark my words, we'll be seeing that soon. Um, and when we do, remember, you heard it here first on the Scuttlebutt Show. People are born gay, they choose, people are born gay, they choose to be, shouldn't be crucified for that. Uh, I do believe anybody should be able to live their life however they want. I don't, the whole born or choose to be one sexual preference or another, that's a great argument to have. I've heard from um, geneticists that you are born, uh, it, it's a genetic thing. So in other words, you can be born, it's in, ingrained into your DNA, whether you prefer sexually same sex or uh, different sex partners. Let's see, Justin says, let's get 30 likes, we need another high cue. It's a 40, it's a 40 like thing now, Justin. It's been, up to, it's been up to 40 likes, so just so you guys know. But if we do get 40 likes, then you can count on a high cue. Got you, Ed. Hashtag, they don't choose to be gay. Sorry, mistake, previous comment. No, I, I understood what you were saying. The racist took their ball and went home. <laughs> That's a good one, Eric. Um, let's see, let's see. So that's my thoughts on, I mean, you know, we st I think it's great that they're, you know, finally cleaning up the problem of the don't ask, don't tell, which always bothered me a lot because I think anybody in the military, especially if you've been in for, let's say, since before 2011, you will agree that you've served with someone that you knew was gay. And I doubt you would think, Oh man, I really hope that person has a terrible life forever. I hope they live in poverty and squalor and they're living on the streets and their family disowns them and they should probably be in jail just because of whatever they do on their off time. So, just so you know. Max, December 15th is Dork with Purple Wannabe Marine Navy Utility Clown Costume Day. Oh, um, okay, December 15th, tracking. I'll put that on the calendar. Purple is a funny color. Purple is a funny color. And we've got... Uh, it's actually great that you said that. It's actually great that you said that because I'm really going to stir up the chat with this next story. I'm really going to stir up the chat with this next story. And uh, it's funny you say that because in the, in the picture here for the headline of this story, there's somebody wearing purple. So it's uh, interesting you chose to say that right then. I'm going to use that as the perfect segue into this next story. Pentagon, get this, requested to help move thousands of migrants in Del Rio, Texas to other processing facilities. But I thought there wasn't a problem at all. So what is going on here? What is, what is this? How has this gotten so far out of hand that there are now so many people coming across the southern border that the military has to activate? They've already been activated to monitor the southern border. They've been at, the National Guard's been activated down at the southern border for like, I think, over a year, maybe two years. But now the, they're being asked to move people to other facilities to help process them. So their scope of the military involvement is expanding. And here's how it's expanding. The Department of Homeland Security has asked the Defense Department to help move migrants awaiting asylum processing in Del Rio, Texas, to other locations as the number of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border continues to surge, Chief Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Monday. Apparently now the, there's a surge of migrants from Haiti coming across the border, is what I've just heard. The Pentagon is reviewing the request to provide contracted air transportation to U.S. Customs and Border Protection on a reimbursable temporary basis to, and like I always say, guys, it always starts temporary, to help its efforts moving non-U.S. citizen migrants from Del Rio, Texas, to other CBP processing facilities. So the mission of processing migrants will remain a Border Patrol uh, task, but it's going to be aided by the uh, by the military because there's too many people in one place to effectively do it. This will conclude on or before October 20th of this year, and it can be provided with minimal risk to cur current DOD missions. If approved, the plan would have the Pentagon lend some of its contracted air support, not military aircraft, to the mission, he said. The Pentagon would lend some of its contracted air support. So not, uh, not C-17s, not C-130s, not H-60s, but contracted civilian aircraft, helicopters, whatever it is, 
um, to go in there, which could still be some similar model aircraft, but just not military ones. More than 12,000 migrants, mainly from Haiti, are camped underneath a bridge in Del Rio seeking asylum and awaiting immigration processing. It's unclear what prompted the sudden surge of migrants two and a half weeks ago at the border crossing between Del Rio and Ciudad Acuna, Mexico, though many Haitians had been gathering recently in camps on the Mexican side of the border before trying to enter the United States. Processing facilities in the town of about 35 residents are overwhelmed, which we've all probably seen on TV. Homeland Security officials said Saturday that they had moved about 2,000 migrants from Del Rio to other locations Friday for processing and possible removal from the U.S. Kirby said the request really has just come in and no further detail about the possible plans to assist. We're doing the same thing we would do in any other request for assistance. We're examining it and reviewing it to determine the best way forward. What do you guys think? Should, uh, should the military continue to get more involved, more deeply involved in what's going on at the border? or Which is only to say that they are trying to continue the push of people through into the United States instead of shutting down the migration. They're just trying to process people as fast as possible, which means that they're actually trying to let people in at, a, at as fast a rate as possible. So they're not turning anybody away. They're trying to accept them in and process them and, uh, and see whatever it is that's going to be next. I figured based on, uh, based on that story, people might want to know uh, what I think about or have their own thoughts that they want to share with me about what's going on down at the border from what I, from what I know about it. I mean, you hear about drugs coming across the border. You hear about human smuggling. You hear about people being held hostage once they get there by the uh, coyotes and then their family members being um, ransomed to, uh, to extort them for cash before they let them finally go to last steps across the border and all this other stuff. And, you know, if you guys want to see some of that, some of that's on Vice News. Um, they'd have a documentary interviewing some of the, the um, cartels and gangs that are actually holding people hostage down there, sexually assaulting young women, all this stuff. I think uh, from the perspective of the current government, it's really embarrassing what's happening at the border. I saw this clip that you guys might have seen yesterday of the press secretary, Jen Psaki, saying that most of the people down at the border aren't planning on staying, uh, which is like... It's, it's another example of that middle finger in the face kind of lying that goes on that is really just an embarrassment to everybody. I mean, when, when you're lying and we know you're lying and you know that we know you're lying and then you just keep lying, it's like, who cares about anything anymore? So there's obviously a massive problem going on there, uh, and there has been for a long time. There's been a problem down at the border of people trying to cross for a long time, for decades. Uh, it, might, it might be the worst that it's ever been right now, but it's still been a long problem, a problem for a really long time. So I think it's uh, important to, to keep in mind that it, it's, it's going to feel different. What we're seeing now is going to re be remembered differently in 10 years than the way that we are experiencing it now. Right. And, and we don't ever go back to look at what kind of crises were happening 10 years ago. We're just still here. So I always take everything that I see on TV with a grain of salt. Since I'm not there and I'm not experiencing this myself and I haven't seen the effects personally, I reserve some judgment. I listen to what's going on around me. I listen to what's being said. I try to listen to all sides of it. And then I go, oh, you know, some stuff sounds good. Some stuff sounds bad, but frankly, I'm not there. And then I, if I could go... 10 years back in time and turn on the TV, the world was ending then too. America was ending then too. America was just ending a couple weeks ago over something else. So it's always the end of the world. But if we look back, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, et cetera, it, we always recovered. We always kept moving. People kept going on with their lives. And I think, I suspect that this will be a similar situation, right? The way that we remember it in 10 years. In fact, nobody will be talking about it in 10 years. But right now, there is some stuff going on that does seem really bad. There is some stuff going on that you know is really bad. People are getting hurt down there. People are getting, you know, tortured on the other side of the border by gangs. Of course, there are drugs and gang members and potentially terrorists coming across the border. Of course, that is happening. To deny such a thing is happening is foolish and it's and it's a lie it's disingenuine all of that and then a lot of people who are crossing the border illegally whatever they're coming in this in this moment in time where they're getting the opportunity to will come in and just you know live their lives will work and raise families and all that 
probably the vast majority of people. But that is that is probably what will happen. They will probably all be let into the United States and they'll go get benefits and all this stuff. The worst part for me, the worst part about it, um, the worst part about it is that is the COVID part. You know, to me personally, the worst part about the whole thing is the COVID part where I saw another press conference question where um, the press secretary, when asked, confirmed that people are coming into the United States basically without getting um, vaccinated, without getting quarantined, all this stuff. And how can that be? It's just like it's so illogical. It's almost by design meant to infuriate us. And I and I although it sounds conspiratorial, I almost believe that that is exactly what it is, is that all of this stuff is by design meant to just make us upset so that we continue to, you know, fight in one direction or the other. But I always, deep down in my gut, believe that we will not care about this a year from now, two years from now. All of us who right now say that we care about the border more than any, it's like the most important thing in the world, will never follow up and will never be affected by what's happening down there for the vast amount of people. It'll never, ever, ever become a part of our personal lives. So at least not in any way that we can feel. You know what I mean? You could abstract and be like, well, taxes went up and prices went up and whatever, people lost their job. And maybe for some of people out there, that would be true. But for most of us, it will never become a thing, especially if you are a military or government employee. I mean, talk about the most shielded people from the effects, economic effects of uh, these types of of events in the United States where you just keep going and living and moving and getting paid and all that stuff. So I think, uh, I think even if it's not being blown out of proportion, even if the reaction is completely in proportion, just like Stu Scheller, all the people who care right now won't even remember that this was a thing in two to two years, a year, three months might not even remember that this was a thing. We will, the United States will survive this like it survived so many other things, and we will move on, and every crisis is the end of the world, but it never seems to actually be. So that's my two cents on that. <clears throat> and just to uh, confirm, yes, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy what's happening. I think it's crazy what people in the government are saying about it. It's a, it's in a travesty, for sure. But uh, I think we're going to all be fine in the long run. That's my thoughts on that. Let's see. You guys can let me know what you think about that in the comments, and I'm going to keep reading through the uh, comments here so we can get back on track for the next story. Eric says, you can still let your freak flag fly. Oh, yeah, the military is never going to be told that they can't do that. Let's see. Rocky Balboa. How do you spell Del Rio? Look it up in the dictionary, Rock. I think the influx is mainly Haitians fleeing from natural disasters recently. I don't know about that. How about the natural disaster of the president being... uh, assassinated, right? Wasn't that Haiti? Um, Define processed. Processing facilities, another name for a town near you. Has anybody, does anybody live in a town where that's happening, where they have seen uh, people being bussed in or or let out into their town? If you you have personally seen it, like not footage of it, but you've seen it with your own eyes, then uh, let me know in the comments. You let the military do it, or you have to take the money out of the already stripped budget and cross orgit to the CBP, then CBP has to hire and train people. The military is just a stopgap. Actually, you know what? Let me tell you guys something really quick. Scotty's comment reminded me of something. A couple of years ago, I did the photography for United Nations um, tour of San Diego. So all the UN leaders came to San Diego and toured all of the uh, like major big stops, like a lot of the biomedical uh, industries, which is a huge part of San Diego, some of the big universities. We went on maybe the uh, on one of the aircraft carriers. I don't remember which one, but we went on one of the aircraft carriers. And we went to some, like, uh, let's see, Balboa Park. And then we went to the border. We went to go visit with the border, uh, CBP. And while we're down there, they gave this um, this briefing on what was happening at the border. And this was in 2019, just so you guys know. Is that right? Let me confirm that that's right. Yeah, 2019, in, t- in the summer of 2019, we do this thing. And I saw leaders of nations from all over the world, all over the world, every continent that has countries on it, okay? That was like a dumb thing to say. But all the, all the major countries that are involved in the UN, okay? Dozens and dozens and dozens of them come in 
and say that you can't just have people coming into your country across your borders without any checking of them, without knowing who they are, without documenting it, without tracking them with like identification, like social security numbers or visas, you know? They, they thought the whole thing was a disaster. People from countries like you, any country you can think of, okay? Third world, first world countries, all kind of laughing at the United States on the way that the border was just being ransacked by people. They thought it was terrible. And now it's a thousand times worse than that. So if that puts anything into perspective, the, the leaders of the countries involved in the United Nations did not think that people coming across the border like they were was a good idea. Just, uh, just so you guys know. Hiram says, well, the U.S. military has provided very needed charitable care for Haiti in the late 90s and mid-2000s. They've had some pretty bad geographical problems that they have no control over. The truth usually lies in between both sides of the story, Larry. That's true. Scuttlebutt, sorry I'm late. Did you hear about ISIS bombing the Taliban? I swear, living in an alternate... I did not hear about that. Let's get 40 likes. Let's get it. Let's get 40 likes. Eric S. says, Trump, Scheller, 2024. That would be uh, extremely unlikely, I think. Scheller will probably be in jail in 2024. When Vito Andalini came to America, immigration officials at Ellis Island screwed his idea up and changed the last name to Corleone. I could never figure that one out. Uh, is that a godfather reference but even he had to quarantine for three months <laughs> we migrated from south america to australia so i can understand why they want out of haiti high crime rate and no future unless you were born to a rich family yep aliens there's only one land form here so we'll move on from that story because we if we don't we're gonna run out of time let's try to get 40 likes on today's video guys 40 likes and by the way rob sweetman back with the next sleep impact story that's gonna be tomorrow I had it wrong. So we will have a normal, you know, Thursday night Q&A, Kwanda. Tomorrow is the uh, the episode with Rob. Tomorrow is the um, tomorrow is the interview. So that event is up. Make sure you guys go save the event uh, as a reminder for yourselves on YouTube here. So that way when it comes up, you get a notification that you, so you don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. We have another special guest coming on, and we're going to talk all about some really cool stuff. Uh, those episodes are always great. People always like them, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get updates on what's going on with Exist and their technologies, as well as talking about uh, all kinds of other cool stuff, veterans, sleep-related. It's going to be awesome. Stogie's Lit says, will you play the new Fallujah game when Realistico Simulador? Um, I feel like, did you switch languages in the middle of that comment? I, if you're talking about Six Days in Fallujah, uh, yeah, we're going to be playing that game as soon as it comes out. And just a real quick note, we are going to be gaming after today's episode. So maybe 11.15, 11.30, we'll be going live with some games. Not sure what we're going to play yet, but you can count on seeing me on there. So make sure you do have notifications on so you don't miss that notification for when we go live again. Um, look, let's, let's move on from something a little bit, you know, con let's move on from something controversial. I hate talking about the controversial stuff on the show. I do. Because, you know, I'm, I, I don't usually get too spun up about it. So I'm probably not the person you want to talk to about whatever the most controversial thing in politics is, because in my mind, I just, like I said, remember that these conversations are always happening about some different topic, and then we just ignore it. So I know ultimately we're just going to ignore this one too. We're, we are. I mean, it's sad to say, but everyone's just going to forget about this, and everyone's just going to ignore it in a little bit. Now, one story that I don't want to ignore. One thing that I want to focus on, that I'm going to keep the press on here, because you know I'm, I'm advocating for my, my troops, my fellow troops out there, especially uh, the female ones who are in the Army. Emma? Emma, are you out there? I'm being serious, Emma. I need to know. Are you okay? Emma! Ugh. I'm really worried about Emma, you guys. I'm really worried about Emma... And I continue to get more and more worried when I see stuff like this. Fort Hood soldier dies weeks after being shot by fellow soldier who is the father of her child. Jerry, 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 Jerry. This is a straight up Jerry Springer episode right here, except, you know, it'd have to be done from the inside of a prison cell. We've got the next giant drama out of Fort Hood. The next crime out of Fort Hood. It's not all good in the hood, you guys. It is not all good in the hood. A Fort Hood soldier died from a bullet wound to the head after she was shot 
and another soldier who was the father of her child uh, committed that crime during an altercation at a nightclub in Killeen, Texas, according to police and base officials. Sergeant Francine Martinez, who was 24 years old, was shot on September 4th and spent the last two weeks in the hospital. She died Thursday. I didn't hear about this shooting when it happened, but unfortunately now she's passed away, and this story is breaking in the news. Corporal Nakialan Kunte Mosley, who's also 24, was arrested and originally charged with aggravated assault of a family member with a deadly weapon for the late-night shooting, according to the police department out there. The Bell County District Attorney's Office began reviewing the possibility of enhanced charges in the wake of her death. So now it should be upgraded to, to murder. So Martinez and Mosley ran into each other September 4th while out with friends at a nightclub. And a fight led to Mosley following Martinez after she left the club and shooting her in the head, according to a court affidavit from Mosley's arrest. Mosley, who was assigned to Fort Hood, was arrested and charged September 5th, and he has been held at Bell County Jail with a bond set at $500,000. How do you get an opportunity for a bond after you murder somebody? I've never understood this in my life. Like, he's, I mean, he's not guilty, okay? He's not guilty, but it seems like there's a lot of evidence against him. How are you going to give him a bond? He, he, was, uh, he was out there. Witnesses told police that the two soldiers had previously dated and had a child together, according to the court document. After seeing each other inside the nightclub, how are you going to hate when you came and get in the club? After seeing each other inside the nightclub, Mosley followed Martinez outside, and they argued in the parking lot according to court documents. Martinez left in a red Dodge, and Mosley got into a white Chrysler. He pulled the car alongside the Dodge and fired shots inside the car at about 1.54 a.m., so just about 2 in the morning, on Elms Road just east of Fort Hood Street. Martinez was struck in the head with a bullet and driven to Seton Medical Center in Harker Heights, according to the court document. She was then airlifted to Baylor, Scott, and White Medical Center in Temple. She died at 10.25 p.m. on Thursday. Police did not say where Martinez was sitting in the vehicle or who drove her to the hospital. By retra retracing the vehicle's route to the hospital, police located multiple 9mm shell casings and shattered glass. They inspected the red Dodge at the hospital and observed it to have several apparent bullet holes in the hood and the passenger side of the vehicle. The word hood is used an insane amount of times in this story. Officers also observed fresh body damage on the passenger side with the white paint transfer, according to the court document. They identified Mosley as a suspect the following day and interviewed him. He conceded he had been at the nightclub and had argued with Martinez. He denied shooting at her but admitted he had a gun in his car. He drove the white Chrysler to the interview and police said the vehicle had damage and missing paint on the... Come on, dude. You drove the vehicle with the bullet holes in it to the scene, to the police station for your interview? At least he's stupid. At least the dude is stupid. You know, if, he, if you're going to be a murderer, at least be an idiot, too. So that way they can make it easy for you to get caught. Police said they could see the handgun on the floorboard when he got there. Fort Hood officials confirmed Monday that Martinez and Mosley were assigned to the 1st Cap Division. Martinez joined the Army in 2018 as a cannoneer. She attended basic training at Fort Jackson and advanced AIT or AIT at Fort Sill. Her first duty assignment was the 4th ID in Fort Carson. She was assigned to the 1st Cav Division in December 2019 and was promoted to sergeant in June. During her time in service, she completed one nine-month combat tour in Afghanistan where she earned an Army Commendation Medal with a sea device and a NATO medal. She also earned the National Defense Service Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, and Army Conduct Medal. She must have done something good on that deployment to get an Army Commendation Medal because normally she would get an Army Achievement Medal. An Army Commendation Medal is a little bit higher of an award than an Army Achievement Medal, so she must have been doing at least a good job. Mostly has served as an automatic, log automated logistical specialist, logistical specialist with Division's 3rd Brigade Combat Team since April. Come on, man. This dude's a soldier? I mean, he could have been on leave. It was the weekend. But that's... I know we had this beard episode, but that's not, a, that's not the kind of beard we were talking about. That's, that's cleaned up. That's, that's a goatee. Come on, Hood. Come on, Fort Hood. We need to get Emma on the show. We really need to talk to Emma. Like, seriously. If we don't talk to Emma soon, if the Army doesn't show proof of life of Emma... Damn. If the Army doesn't show proof of life of Emma... I'm going to start asking questions. I'm about to do a Freedom of Information Act on that one. We've got another one. Fort Hood. We got another one. I can't. It's like, when's enough enough, Fort Hood? When is enough enough? When are you going to chill? 
When are you going to chill? Fort Hood, please start. Please start chilling. How many people be getting murdered at Fort Hood? It is insane. It is crazy. There was just another, I almost did a story yesterday about how a civilian criminal investigation team just took over at Fort Hood to try to get the crime under control. And then we've got this story. I'm glad I didn't cover that story. It'd be embarrassing for the civilian team. Brutal, you guys. It is brutal. Brutal. Let me catch up on the comments here. Will you? Let's see. This is insane that all those people are at our border. This whole situation is way out of hand. We are in debt up to our ears, yet we're taking more people on board. This will not end well long term. I heard they aren't testing them for COVID or giving them vaccinations. Yeah, I, I heard all that stuff too. Does friendly fire happen a lot or not a lot? But you know what I mean. Um, if you mean if a lot of people are getting shot by their friends at Fort Hood, it happens all the time. Second degree murder, Larry says, that would make sense. It uh, probably wasn't premeditated, so second degree makes a lot of sense. Eviana says, can't fix stupid. That's true. I think we should close that base and see if the army chaos goes down substantially. Yeah, they probably will. Aptly named Fort Hood. If they close Fort Hood, you know, what's, what do they say on TV all the time? If it could even save one life. It's worth it if it could even save one life. Then close Fort Hood. You'll save a dozens of lives every year. <clears throat> All those people are mur getting murdered at Fort Hood. And it's like Fort Hood is possessed. Do you guys think it's possible that Fort Hood is suffering from some sort of demonic possession causing soldiers to act this way? Let me know in the comments. All right. So we've got one more story today. One more story. And I didn't think that I would be the one to have to say it. I thought somebody somewhere along the way would step in and be an adult. I thought somebody would be responsible. But no, nobody's doing it. It has to be me. It's going to be me. And I am going to be the one to come back in here and call this out. That's fine. I don't mind. I'm glad I get the opportunity. The Space Force unveils its new sci-fi worthy uniform. The Space Force has officially jumped the shark, if you guys understand what I mean. The Space Force has officially jumped the shark. They have now turned themselves into a joke. The Space Force finally has its own service dress uniform, one worthy of the Starship Enterprise. The U.S. military's newest service unveiled its prototype dress uniform at the Air Force Association's Air and Space Cyber Conference in National Harbor, Maryland, on Tuesday, prompting commenters to share images and jokes online. Like, look at this. If you're listening on the podcast, here's what we got. Just picture Star Trek. Just picture Star Trek, Zulu and Spock walking around, Captain Kirk. I don't, I don't know too many names of people on Star Trek, but just imagine them walking around. And that's what you've got here. Literally, the Star Trek logo is their logo. They have this out-of-control rank insignia that we talked about on yesterday's show. And now these uniforms are straight-up space uniforms. It, it's, like, it's like they gave up on themselves long before America ever had the chance to. It's like the Space Force said, somebody in charge of the Space Force said, YOLO. That's it. There was there's some like space admiral just going YOLO and throwing darts at a uniform and rank dartboard. You know, it's just it's all it's no holds barred out there. It, <laughs> they've given their last F, if you know what I mean, like just full set, full send with this uniform. I mean, they're going. I got to say. Looking at this, it looks like the jacket which has uh, a, a vertical button-up situation, but it's, like, angled, so it goes from the bottom left hip to the top right shoulder with six large buttons. Are they coming for the navy dress blue pants? Are they coming for my Cracker Jacks? Are they trying to, to give me a, chat, a run for my money with my buttons? Like, that's six, and I got 13, so I don't feel that threatened, but, like, those are big buttons. Those are large buttons, so... I don't know if they're trying to be the, the uniform with the most prestigious buttons, but golly, did, did they give one person, in, 
in the Space Force an opportunity to go, hey, no, no, please, not this, something else, something other than this. So the female here, a guardian, which is what she is because she's in the Space Force, is showing off her uniform. It's got, it looks, she looks like an officer, maybe a, I can't see what her collar device is there, some kind of officer. And she's got her space pin, her space ribbons, and her name tape. Her name is Gonzalez. So she was obviously prior in some other branch. And the photo shoot that they did here, if there's a female and a male, and they're both officers, and they're standing there with their uniforms, they have very similar, like, looks to them as far as, you know, they have almost the same number of ribbons, implying that they've both been in probably the Air Force for, you know, similar amount of time, similar amount of experience. Neither of them are, are particularly young. They're, you know, in their 30s, maybe 40s, something like that. And they're wearing these uniforms, and they're ha they're, they have these super serious looks on their faces, and they're looking off at the, at the sun as it's setting in the distance, as if to say, stay tuned for the drama. Subscribe for season two. It's like at the end of the Marvel movie where it says, the Guardians will return in season two of Space Force, which is already a thing. Season two of Space Force is already a thing. They have totally, and the phrase jump the shark, what that means is when somebody actually, you know, a, a, a TV show, it's, it's made, been made famous by uh, Happy Days when the Fonz literally jumped on a shark to save all of the other people on the show. They called it jumping the shark because even the show stopped taking itself seriously where like they stopped trying to be realistic or good or meaningful or anything like that. And so now the phrase is called jump, jumping the shark. That's the history of it. So the Space Force, but you guys learned something right there. So there you go. That's your one genius tip of the day that I provided you. So make sure you subscribe with notifications on for more of that. They have officially quit in the Space Force with, with the announcement of these uniforms. And I've got their Twitter page pulled up here. I've got their Twitter page pulled up with a... It won't look very big on your screens here if you're watching on YouTube, but... I've got this video here of their PT gear. I mean, you would have thought that the Space Force having this opportunity with a brand new branch in 2020, 2021, when they're actually making the decisions on these uniforms, could have really gone modern. You know, they went with a, a, a real interesting take on the dress uniforms, but look what they did with their PT gear. They just took the Navy's PT gear, changed the color, designed for guardians to be physically ready to protect U.S. and allied interests in space, and put the Delta on it. Developed to withstand the most grueling physical regimens. I bet. In the comments, let me know if you think that the Space Force is going to have the most grueling physical regimens. You guys, let me know. Did by an award-winning champion. I'm well, what did it, what did they just what did that say? Developed to withstand the most grueling physical regimens. Tested. So, second lieutenant Mahala Norris, NCAA champion, uh, U.S. Space Force team. officer, testing the PT gear here. <clears throat> I'm Lieutenant Mahala Norris. I won at the collegiate level. Now it's time to win for the Space Force. Oh Train man, hard, Guardian. Train hard, Guardians. Train hard, Guardians. The United States Space Force PT uniform is now in wear tests. What is this one? Gamma Space Force solar Special. flares, rocket science, black holes, and the theory of relativity. But now we also track about 30,000 objects. So this is a little Space Force, you know, sizzle reel right here of all the cool things that the Space Force is doing. We're 17,500 miles an hour. And our entire way of life depends on us to protect our satellites from attack day and night. So yeah, space is hard. Space is hard. Guardians wanted. Space is hard. That's the Space Force call to action. Space is hard. I thought space was like pretty soft, like pretty empty. I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of it anymore. Anything else here? Any other badass stuff going on? The Space Force, 
commercials. And if you guys remember when we did the uh, the commercial breakdown for the, all the different branches, really loves lens flares. Like their lens flare game is is off the chain. They have a great lens flare situation going on with their commercials. St- straight up J.J. Abrams style like lens flare action. And they did not disappoint with any of that stuff either. Their slogan, by the way, if you guys didn't know, is Semper Supra, always above. They, they, man, it's a full YOLO situation that we've got going on here, you guys. Like, it's a real, it's a real train, is it a train wreck? What, it's a, is it a circus? It's something like that. It's, it's worth, it's worthwhile to watch. It's definitely worthwhile to watch and see what's going on with that. Like, I'm definitely enjoying it. Uh, seeing the development of the Space Force. I like the Space Force. I like the idea of the mission, all that stuff. But the marketing has been, I don't know, interesting. We have to pull up some more recruiting commercials and do another one of those episodes. That was super fun. Guys, tomorrow we've got Rob Sweetman on the show back with another cool Sleep Impact Talk episode talking about Veterans of Sleep with another special guest as well. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you guys are uh, have your reminders set on that event on the channel. It's going to be great. As always, links in the description down below where you can get stuff like this Midrat shirt. You can get uh, subscribed on Patreon. You can become a channel member, which I highly recommend that you guys do. Just as a reminder, the way that the channel is going, you will not be able to watch, re-watch lives or uh, or, or uh, ga- gaming streams. You will not be able to re-watch them if you're not a member or a patron. So that stuff's only available for patrons and members. The podcast is always available. So if you guys go to the podcast, you'll always be able to find or re-listen to episodes there. Let me go check some comments here really quick. We've got uh, Bill Dudlasek. Welcome to the chat. Doug into the German World War I Blue Baron. No Skyhawk from the 40s. Flash Gordon. Outdo the Navy in uniform research for the last 20 years. Is that the Space Force there? Let's see. Oh, man, there were a lot of comments. A lot of comments here. Let's see. It's like the Netflix show Space Force. Hell yeah. My best guy friend is there. And he said Fort Hood isn't as good as Fort Sill. <laughs> it's because they spawned from the Air Force. If they came from the Navy, they would look like they would have never be. If if they came from the Navy like they should have, they would never be a joke like this. Hell yeah, Scotty. That uniform needs more emergency blanket foil, for sure. My dad said it looks like traditional Air Force with a different center. It looks like, uh, it looks like Air Force, but if Air Force like made a sarcastic version of itself, to me, it kind of reminds me of my Chemical Romance Black Parade. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they look like a marching. They look like marching band. They look like marching band for sure. They're barely going to be beyond the moon. It's not like Star Wars going from galaxy to galaxy. They're barely going to be going beyond the moon. Yep. Knock knock. Who's there? No, not there. Not trying. What? Good job. That's a good one, Eviana. That's what she said. It won't look that big if you pull it up on the screen. Oh yeah, I walked into that one. Fonzie Waterski jumped over a shark in tank. Therefore, he jumped the shark and the series went downhill from there. I thought he jumped on the shark. My bad if I had that wrong, that, that mythology. Thank you for correcting me. They might be able to take the Air Force in the walk. Mm, hard to say. Do they have to do it in the same gravity? They have the same standards as Air Force, don't they? I think so. Grueling physical regiment. Happy Days also gave us the Chuck uh, Cunningham syndrome as well. I don't know what that is. Dude, someone has been watching a lot of sci-fi. That video I've seen... They did the same boot camp, but that was the first class, I think. Yes, I, don't, I think they, they have broken off into their own boot camp now. It's a fundamentally unstable orbit, not a train wreck. H not. Yes, crushing it. Let's be serious. The Coast Guard needed somebody to push around. Damn, Scotty, that is savage. That is an absolutely savage comment right there. They're recruiting at my nephew's campus, campus in MIT in Purdue. Oh, interesting, Bill. They're recruiting from MIT. That makes sense. It's going to be nerds and geeks on steroids. I don't know if they need the steroids, though. Are you in the military or the Space Force? Max, I heard six days in Fallujah is coming December. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. But who knows? Alphas are not out yet. Betas are not out yet. We'll see. Scotty, is Space Force DOD or DHS? They might still trump the Puddle Pirates. Nice. I think the Coast Guard is pretty badass, too. They have some pretty intense missions. I feel like everyone poops on them, but they are underrated, in my opinion. True. True. Now, um... Now, I, I always tell this story. I'll just, I'll just tell it really quick here, and we got to sign off. But there are, um, when I was in Afghanistan, I was walking just, you know, across the base, and there were two Coast Guard guys sitting there playing chess. And I'm like, thinking to myself, why is the Coast Guard here? 
So the Coast Guard does get to do some cool stuff. There's that video of the Coast Guard guy punching a submarine, which I heard he got kind of in trouble for. H not says, are you an operator? I'm a guardian. Nah, dog. I'm a guardian. All right, guys. With that, we're going to sign off on that note with the Guardians. Thank you guys for watching this episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I had a great time. I hope you did, too. Good luck to everyone out there at Fort Hood. Emma, please reach out to me at the show at gmail.com. I need to know that you're okay. The Army needs to provide some kind of proof of life that you're doing well because I'm just straight up worried about you. I am. I'm really worried about you. Good luck out there to everybody. I mean, it's a crazy time. It's just a crazy time. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode, so drop me a comment. Leave a review on the podcast. Leave it a rating. That would be helping me out big time. Check out all the links in the description, including scuttlebuttshow.com, where you can get your merch. All that being said, we are going to have a gaming stream today, so look out for the notification on that. But if you're not tuning into that, then I'll see you tomorrow for our special episode with, with Rob for the Sleep Impact Talk. And if I don't see you then, then I'll see you when I see you. I'll be here, same Scuttlebutt Show time, same Scuttlebutt Show place. And until then, that's the Scuttlebutt.